Imagine just waking up every morning, not knowing what to do, not knowing what's next. Like you're numb to the pain, you're numb to life, and you're just soaking in your depression, your stress, your anxiety. You're living your life with a mask on as if everything's okay. In reality, that's not what really is going on. You use vices to numb out your pain. You cry yourself to sleep every night. You wake up the next morning and do it all over again. See y'all, that was me whenever I decided I wanted to change my life. Welcome back to the podcast, y'all, where self-improvement is the movement welcome to the best self-improvement podcast out there y'all how are y'all feeling today we are back and we're in full effect finals are over passed all my classes one more semester left for me before i graduate y'all wish me luck um it's been a long tough journey but we are almost at the finish line we still got one more leg to go but as for this semester it's over so that means that i have more time to make videos like this, more episodes, more podcasts, and things of that nature. So expect a lot more out of me this summer, these next four months or so. Um, I I would want to say from here on out, but when school starts back up, who knows what to expect at that point. Obviously, I would like to keep on being consistent, keep on going, but um, if the time doesn't allow me to, then it just doesn't allow me to. That's fine. But with that being said, y'all go show me love. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Go ahead and leave a like for me, leave a rating on my channel, and then share this to a friend, family member, share it to your story on Instagram. Y'all share a whole bunch of celebrity stuff. Why not share someone y'all know stuff who is actually trying to make a good impact into the world instead of posting stuff about celebrities who don't know who you are, don't care about you. They just care about their money in their bag. So why not show some support to someone y'all know, man? You know, do something different for a change. Um, Share this to your story. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, Comment down below what you think about this podcast, um, topics you want to see me touch on. If you want to be a guest on the show, please let me know and we can make that happen. Um, And yeah, without further ado, let's get into this thing. How's y'all's mental health, man? My mental health is pretty good, honestly just finished finals like I said but even during that time frame my mental health was solid I feel like I've gone to that point and I've said this before I've gone to that point where nothing really phases me as much mentally anymore even school even work even relationships or whatever the case may be nothing really phases me anymore in terms of my mental health I don't allow anything to give me power to control how I feel control what I do, controlling my emotions. I don't give anything the power to. That's just what it comes down to. You can't give energy to things that don't need your energy. That's why people end up being stressed, depressed, so anxious. They they give their energy away to things that they shouldn't. And it, it controls you. It affects you, how you feel. It affects your mood. It affects, affects what you do can't you can't live like that it's miserable i've been there done that it's miserable so 
that's I think the key to having a really strong foundation of a mental health of good mental health is really just only focusing on things you can control and if you can't control it just leave it alone why bother right but hopefully y'all are doing well mentally I know I am um obviously there's still ups and downs here and there peaks and valleys that's just what we call life right but here's the little rundown for today as to what we're going to talk about we're going to really focus this episode onto fitness and I want to talk about fitness because it has done a lot for me in my life to get me to the point where I'm at now for a lot of different reasons. I'll touch on that in a minute. I'll give you a little story time of how I started my journey. I'll talk about what it means to me and why. I'll talk about body dysmorphia and um, how to overcome that, things like that, and why every man should be into fitness, into working out, and other activities to make them more productive. And then I'm going to answer some questions that I got from uh, my supporters here. I'm going to answer like I think five, six questions at the end of this episode. Um, really good in-depth uh, questions that, that I have here. I wish there was more questions so I have a whole episode based on questions, but y'all don't like to engage and stuff. So that's cool. But we got some we got some really good questions here. So we're going to make best of what we got. We're going to make lemonade out of lemons. Now, let's talk about the impacts that fitness had on my life. Um, imagine just waking up every morning, not knowing what to do, not knowing what's next. Like you're numb to the pain. You're numb to life. You're expecting negativity. That's all that goes throughout your head, throughout your day, right? You wake up and it seems like you're just on autopilot. Wake up, do the same bad habits on a daily basis. Wake up and you're just soaking in your depression, your stress, your anxiety. You're living your life with a mask on as if everything's okay. But in reality, on the inside, you're hurting. You are not where you need to be. You are in a very bad place. But no one knows that because you have the mask on. All they see is the smile. All they see is the the joy. All they see is the happiness. In reality, that's not what really is going on. Work, school, relationships, friends, they all everyone sees the smile. Everyone sees the glow on your face. But in reality, that's just not what it is. You use vices to numb out your pain, such as video games, twenty four seven, distancing yourself from society non-stop scrolling on social media instead of engaging in real life connection improving your life instead of really trying to get out of the mental space that you're in right you get so comfortable in your pit of depression in your pit of anger in your pit of sadness and it's so hard to get out of you cry yourself to sleep every night maybe not every night but every once in a while you wake up the next morning and do it all over again. See, y'all, that was me whenever I decided I wanted to change my life. In 2018, 2019, I was kind of on and off with fitness. I kind of wanted to start actually getting stronger in the gym because of basketball. It was the off season. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to get better at my game. And I was always a naturally skinny guy, but I was like, skinny to the point where it was almost unhealthy like borderline and 
I was like, you know what? For me to get stronger, for me, for me to get better as a basketball player, I'm going to need to get stronger. So I think it was summer 18. I was in the gym a lot just to try to get better. I think my senior year was coming up, so I was just trying to get good. And I did. Once the school year started, I kind of really completely fell off of working out, focused on basketball. And I went through all those months. What was it? Seven, eight, nine months of school plus basketball. I was just focused on that. And then 2019 summer came. Basketball season was over. Um, I kind of started working out again. Um, And then that summer of 2019, I was working out a good amount. I was really consistent. I stopped for whatever reason. I can't really remember why I stopped, but I guess because I started college, I really stopped working out in the later half of 2019. Plus, I was in a very bad place. Like I mentioned earlier, I was in a very bad place. I mentioned this in episode four, five, or six, one of those. Um, I talked about why I was in that bad place, really. But 2020 came and... I was like, I have to make a change. I have to do something about this. I have to stop feeling sorry for myself every day. I have to start, stop living in this such miserable place. I had to get out of it. I was tired of it. It was the same thing every day. And I knew that fitness was a great outlet for it. And that's when I really started to take it really serious because I knew it would really soothe my pain. It would ease my pain. Obviously, in the time, it was temporarily, but, and I had to figure out that fitness can only take you so much in terms of, in terms of healing your mental health, and it took me so while, so long to get to that point, but I finally did, but fitness really jump-started that journey for me, and I appreciate it a lot for it, so that's kind of why I started my fitness journey. It was on and off. I was in a very bad place, and I wanted to stop feeling sorry for myself. I wanted to get better as a person. I saw everyone around me was elevating. I saw everyone around me was thriving, or at least, you know, that's what you see on on the internet. And I wanted to start thriving. I wanted to start winning. I wanted to start seeing success in my life instead of watching other people succeed in their lives. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And ever since then, I've been on a mission. And luckily... In a way, luckily, the pandemic happened, so it really allowed me to focus on myself and really lock in on the things I needed to be doing and kind of sped up the process of self-improvement for me in that year, at least. And I taught myself everything I needed to know, went on YouTube, created my own workout plan, and I started building from there. I I have really good muscle genetics, so I really started building muscle um, pretty, pretty quickly. I was always cut. I was always lean. I never really bulked up and got bulky. Um, I was just always putting on lean mass regardless of what I was eating. But I taught myself everything I need to know, man. I said no more excuses. Even the quarantine, the gyms were shut down. I had to go buy resistance bands. I had weights that I had. Eventually, I bought some from um, a neighbor who was generous enough to give us some weights that they weren't even using anymore. Uh, I had a little uh gym in my garage I had a little bench that also had like the little leg press to it not leg press that had the leg extensions to it and you can do the leg curls also and the calf raise or whatever it was and I did a lot of things with that so that really helped out my journey man but what fitness means to me is you know I always tell people fitness does a lot more for me mentally than physically 
and people think I'll I mean obviously doing fitness for looking good is a big factor right we all want to look good we all want to be in shape we all want to look sexy along with that it does a lot for me mentally as well it gets me out of that space of anxiety and and worry and stress when i go in the gym i play my music in the, the exact same songs the exact same order on a specific day it just i'm in a whole different world i'm in the zone i'm locked in i'm locked in you know in those two three hours i'm going crazy and i'm taking out all those negative emotions and in turn all the positive emotions are filling in me like the dopamine just getting better physically man so you're at your best mentally that's just a great feeling once you leave the gym don't you ever realize once you leave the gym you just feel so good it can be the most terrible day the workout doesn't even have to be that good but you leave the gym and you just feel like weight has been lifted off your shoulders pun intended you know what I mean? So, and it, it it just feels so great and you want to do it over and over and over again. And there's no better feeling than that. But I will say that you really need to work on your mental health outside of the gym because the gym is not going to be the, the, the tarp you just put over your life. You know, you can't put tape on glass and expect it to be perfectly fine. You still have to find a way to improve your mental health outside of the gym. The gym can only take you so far. You get it? And if you really think about it, the gym is a microcosm of how life really works. The more you fail, the more you struggle with the weight, the more, the harder it is to push that shit off, to push that shit up, the better it's going to make you. Whether you actually complete the lift or not, you fail a PR, okay, you get stronger or you know how to go about it next time to where you do hit it. Not making it just motivates you to get better so when you come into gym next week, you do hit it. It teaches you how to deal with adversity. It teaches you how to deal with struggle. It teaches you how to turn your losses into wins. You get what I'm saying? But if you're just lifting like easy, light weights that you know you can push without it being a challenge, then how the fuck do you expect to grow your physique? If you're out here in life and you're just comfortable, how the fuck do you expect to get better as a person? That's just how it is. And the gym brings up great, valuable lessons that we can take away, not only in the gym, but outside of the gym. Now, I will say that every man should be doing some type of physical activity. Doesn't necessarily have to be working out. It can be working out. It can be boxing. It can be a sport, basketball, football, any type of sport. It can be a uh, rock climbing. It can be hiking, cycling, whatever the fuck you like to do, just running every man should have one physical activity i do not care in 2023 there's no excuse as to why a man should not be in shape we talk about how masculinity is declining in this generation it's not a opinion it's a fact a big chunk of that is because men are lazy nowadays men don't want to work out men just want to play video games men just want to eat junk food men aren't disciplined it's these things that we just we just take the easy way out on on, on tasks in life on challenges in life take the easy way out we playing on rookie difficulty how the fuck you gonna get better at the game if you're playing on rookie you want to get better at the game but you're playing on rookie and you wonder why this guy next to you is cold he's on hall of fame he's learning how to play he's taking his l's it's hard the game is hard but it made him better but it made him colder 
you still right here. You playing on rookie, you're comfortable, but you staying right here. Meanwhile, this guy's going through his lumps, losing, but it's making him stronger over time. So when he's playing on them harder difficulties, eventually it gets easy, and he, he owns the game at that point. What's so bad about accepting a challenge? What's so bad about adversity? What's so bad about struggle? What's, a, what's so bad about taking the hard route to success in life? Why does everything have to be so easy? Every man should be physically active in one way or another. Like all those people who see in the gym on a daily basis, they're trying to get better as a person. They're, they're trying to love themselves even more. They're disciplined. If you see them four, five, six days a week, they are disciplined. They're seeking better for themselves. How can you not respect that? I feel like it's a no-brainer that every man should be working out. You get to know what discipline looks like. You get to know what self-love looks like. You get to push yourself out your comfort zone and fight adversity. You get to get stronger, which um, kind of exudes that your masculine energy even more. You, you get more attractive. You get more confident from being in a gym. Why wouldn't you work out? Why wouldn't you go to the gym? Hey, if y'all want to go to the gym, that's cool. More gym for me. I'm, you know, I'll take it. Along with the gym, along with your fitness journey and getting to where you want to be, there will be body dysmorphia. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You'll get to the point mentally to where you won't be happy with yourself. Although you make progress in your journey, in your life, from where you started, although you know you make progress, but just because you're not where you want to be yet, you're not going to be happy with yourself. At some point, it'll creep up. Maybe that you don't feel that way now, but at some point, you did feel that way. To where it's like, damn, I thought I was going hard. I need to go harder. Oh, damn, I'm trying to look like that, really. It, it hits all of us. And it takes a hit on our self-confidence, on our mental health maybe a little bit. But we just have to sit back and realize that we have to take everything one day at a time. We have to kind of change our perspective a little bit, kind of flip it around. And instead of looking at the road ahead, look at how far you've come. You have to look back at the progress you made when you first started six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. You made hella progress. I hope you know that. I hope you believe in yourself. I, like, I hope you are happy with yourself that you did that because many people out here aren't doing that many people out here aren't making that progress that you made yeah we we're not where we want to be yet which is cool which is fine it's cool to not be satisfied but at the same time you have to appreciate where you've come from you have to appreciate the journey that you're on you have to appreciate it day by day by day brick by brick you got to chop wood and carry water with this it's a daily process and as long as you stick to the script the movie's going to turn out just fine. Now that's the midpoint of this episode. I'm going to drink my water. Um, Y'all go ahead and like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, make sure to kind of make sure to rate this for me. Make sure to share this to a friend, family member, post it to your story, things of that nature. It'll really help me out. Now we're about to answer some questions. I'm going to answer them as quickly as I can because we're already kind of half more than halfway through this episode. But I have some really good questions here that I really want to talk about. I have one, two, three, four, five, six really good questions that I want to touch on before I end this thing off, man. Without further ado, let's get this thing started. First question is, what are my thoughts on relationships with money? 
to read it more specifically, this person said, honestly, I'm struggling to have a positive relationship with money. But one thing I've noticed is that every time I give in and don't really focus on how much I'm spending on little things, more comes to me. I make more money at work or money just flows in my direction. Whereas when I focus on trying to save money and watching what I spend, it seems harder to make money because I have a negative attitude towards it rather than seeing spending money as an energy exchange. Basically, I feel like once you change your mindset with money and see everything around you as money, it flows in your direction. What what this person just kind of reminded me of was the backwards law. And I've talked about this on the show before. It's when you you press so hard for something. You're actively seeking a certain goal. You're actively seeking a certain status or something you want to reach. For example, you know what? I'll say relationships. You're in deep search of connection. You're in deep search of a relationship with someone. You're tired of being alone or lonely and you're just trying you're just trying so hard to go out and find people. You're on a whole bunch of dating apps. You're trying so hard pressing the issue with relationships and things don't really work out for you and you wonder why. It's cuz with things like that with relational things like that, you're pressing a little bit too hard on the gas. You just need to ease up a little bit. I think the more you press on things like that, the more it drifts away from you. Y'all know how I say, this is a perfect example for me to use it. Y'all know how I say, I don't like the word chase. Like, oh, I'm chasing my bag. I'm chasing this, chasing that, whatever, chasing my dreams. I don't like the word chase because what it really means is you're running towards something and that thing is running away from you. So like you're chasing a dog down the street. The dog is running away from you. You're chasing the dog. You're trying to catch it. A police chase. The police is trying to catch the suspect. The suspect is trying to flee the scene. It's trying to evade. It's trying to get away. And the cop is trying to get to it. So I don't really like using the word chase, like chase the bag. It doesn't really vibe well with me because the more I'm putting all my mental energy, putting all my putting all my thoughts into getting money, getting money, getting money, getting money, getting money, save all my money so I can make more money. Eventually, I mean, there's a fine line, but it gets to the point where that mindset is obsessive and you actually end up losing money because of that. Being too stingy with it. And I should have prefaced my comments by saying, I'm not really the one to talk about money or financials like that because one, I'm not as educated on it as I would like to be. And two, I'm not where I want to be financially. So there's only so much I can go into about it um, without feeling like an idiot. But from my perspective, the more I'm just steadfast on saving, 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 do not spend a dime, the more I actually end up losing out on money. And I just feel not as happy with myself anyway. When I'm like, okay, I'm going to save my money, of course. Be smart with this shit. I'm going to save my money, but if I do find some stuff I want to buy, I'm going to buy it because money is always going to make itself back to me. Money is always going to come back to me. You have to have that kind of like that abundance mindset with it. Having an abundance mindset with 
money is huge because you'll be able to visualize and manifest more of it. Obviously, you have to put in the work for it, but that's a really good foundation of making more money or not having as much money going out as coming in. I'm not saying be reckless and careless with your money. Obviously not. I'm saying be abundant with it. Have an abundance mindset. Know that the money is going to come back. The money is going to come back. Whether you want to buy a new pair of shoes, whether you want to take a trip somewhere, whether you want to go on some date or whatever the hell. And how I kind of view it now is how can I use what I'm about to buy as an investment to make myself better? An investment investment to make my life better. If it's doing any of those things, I'm down for it. But if it's something that is of temporary happiness, like junk food or some dumb gadget or whatever, uh, it depends. It depends. There is a fine line between the law of attraction and the backwards law. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, damn. That is a very interesting dynamic. That's just kind of how I see it. Um, hopefully, I made sense there, but, you know, I don't make sense half the time, so it's cool. Um, what obstacles have you over had to what obstacles have you had to overcome to get here where you are now? I think a lot of the obstacles I had to get over, which there's always obstacles, but the ones I've got over to get to where I am now to make the person that I am now was really my mindset, man. I used to be a very negative thinker about myself, about the world in general, um, as I kind of alluded to in the beginning of this of this video, of the episode. But I always felt sorry for myself. I was always expecting the worst um, because that's all I had kind of seen. I always experienced negative experiences, and it got to the point where I was just numb to it, and I was just expecting it. I was like, oh, well, here we go again, or oh, I wouldn't be surprised if this happened, and you would kind of see, like, the people near me would be like, damn, like, you good, or something like that, and it would just be another day for me, but that all came from my trauma as in my childhood, and everyone has their trauma in many different shapes, forms, sizes, fashions, because it creates who we are now. Everyone has some type of trauma they went through at like literally every single person. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but we've all went through things that shaped shape us who we are now. And I had to get over certain parts of my trauma. I had to identify my trauma, what it was. Why does my trauma back then make me react a certain way now? I had to internalize the trauma, getting over the trauma of, yeah, it's not all my fault, but I can rewrite the mindset that I have. I can rewrite the feeling that I get when XYZ happens or, or write the feeling of feeling lonely or lack of connection or whatever the case may be. I had to rewrite the new story in my head. People run with their old script in their head of how they should react to certain things. And that's how people don't get over the trauma. That's how people fuck up their relationships they never get over their trauma, so they're replaying that trauma in a situation where it's not applicable. Square peg into a round hole don't fit. But if you are able to get over that trauma, if you're able to learn from it, if you're able to understand how it affects you today, how it 
how it affects your body into protecting you from external sources, you'll be just fine. You have to really learn yourself. That's where you want to talk about self-awareness, <sighs> learning your trauma, identifying it, internalizing it, and getting over the trauma. That's the next level of self-awareness. People talk about self-awareness like, oh, I know my tendencies and all that. Nah. Talk about your trauma. Get over your trauma. And then talk to me about uh, self-awareness. Next, what are your goals physically in the next year to two years? Well, gym-wise, I want to get to 180 to 185 shredded. Uh, Maybe 185 because I'm actually almost at 180. I think I'm around 176 right now, so I'm getting a little bit more weight than I was before. I was a little around 170, uh, kind of around 170 once this year started, but now I'm up to like 175, 176. I'm trying to get to 180. Obviously, stay shredded as fuck. Um, I'm I'm relatively shredded, y'all. Like you know, you know, you know, y'all got y'all can see it if y'all watching YouTube. I'm kind of shredded a little bit. Uh, now nah, I'm playing, but. Trying to get to 180, 185 shredded and then max cap out there because, I mean, don't want to be a bodybuilder. Don't really want to compete. Don't care for it in that way. Like I said, fitness does a lot, does way more for me mentally than physically. So I could care less about competing and bodybuilding, um, things like that. I work out to look good and have a good mental health. So that's great. Um, I do on my lifts. I do want to get strong though. I do want to have a good balance of strength plus aesthetic. I want to be the most balanced I can be. A lot of people are either one way or the other. I want to be a good mixture of both Greek God. Um, my goal is 315 bench, 405 squat, 500 deadlift. At that point, I'm stopping there with those lifts. I do not care. Um, 315 bench, I'm at 270 right now. We can get there within the next two years, um, year and a half. 405 squat, I'm at 385. I just hit the other day, actually, uh, a couple weeks ago. 385, 405, that's what, 25, 20 pounds away. Nothing too crazy. Um, I'll get there. And then deadlift, 500 pounds. So the last time I deadlifted really was last year around this time. Whew, and that was around 430. So if I would have continued, I'd probably already be at 500. But the fact that I stopped deadlifting makes me think that this is going to be, that's going to be the toughest one to, to get. Um, I started back deadlifting this week. My back, my lower back is killing me. Um, I went up to three plates. I repped that out for like six um, just to kind of ease my way back into things. But 500 on deadlifts to go. Once I get there, I'm capping out. And then upgrading my overall appearance. Can't grow facial hair, so there's nothing I can do about that. Um, get my hair longer since I don't have facial hair. I need hair somewhere. Shit. So hair going to get longer, um, knee braces cause the gap, um, don't like it and other things too, but I'm not going to talk about it cause I need to internalize it and just do it. Do I do calisthenics? No, I do not. Um, don't like them really. I do pull-ups. I do push-ups Sometimes I do dips. I have to do 80 dips now, but I mean, all this other muscle ups and Whatever the hell else comes with calisthenics, no, I don't. I'm uh just do bodybuilding. Um, I like bodybuilding. I like lifting heavy shit and throwing it down and slamming it and talking shit and yeah, all that, all that good stuff. I like doing all that. Individualism versus community. 
what are my thoughts on it? I mean, I'm minor in psychology right now, and we did kind of talk about like the dynamic between being independent, being individualistic, and being um, collective. Collectivist of a collectivist. Obviously, in the society we live in, in the Western society, United States, it's more individualistic more than anything. Collectivism is practiced a lot in like Africa, where my parents are from, and um, China, Asia, places like that. But individualism is more a Western thing. Um, it's kind of weird now thinking about it that I guess my culture, my parents come from a collectivist um, society, and that's kind of in me a little bit, right? You obviously grow up in it, but at the same time, how my personality is, I'm more individualistic. And maybe that's from growing up here or just that's just how I am internally. But I kind of have that clash now thinking about it. Damn, that's a great question. Um, I mean, there's there's strengths and weaknesses in both, man. I think that with individualism, you have a stronger sense of self-awareness. You have a stronger sense of who you are as a person. You obviously are more independent, get shit done on your own. You rely on yourself more, probably have higher standards for yourself. Um, you have a strong backbone about yourself. I think self-confidence comes with that too. Um, more likely to have a higher self-confidence. I think a really bad a really bad thing about it is it can be isolating at times. You can have a lack of connection, have a lack of knowledge, ideas, growing as a person because you're so isolated. Um I mean, I guess being individualistic doesn't mean you're necessarily super isolating, like you just close off to the world, but lack of connection really can come from being individualistic. And I think with collectivism, there's a better overall foundation for you. Um, obviously, the the identity you create for yourself is what's around you. I think that also taking this pop culture class, we talked about... Um, community and the importance of it and we talked about how well the book talked about how the community around us affects who we are and who we are affects the community we hang around so it's like kind of like a, a two-way street there I think that you're more connected with other people you more have you have more of a sense of belonging within people which is innate in us is innate because we all start for connection in one way or another. You're able to grow with others more with the obviously being collective and share ideas, bounce ideas off. Overall, probably um, not, not necessarily smarter, but have more knowledge on certain things. And I think the negatives to that is what if your inner self is different? Like I just mentioned with myself, what if you live, you're a more individualistic person, but you grow up in a collectivist society like it's weird um or a collective background collectivist background um, where your family is it's just a weird dynamic not thinking about it and i feel like you can't feel a sense of guilt once you are kind of like going against the grain of that and i feel like that's hit me a little bit and it's interesting but there's there's positives and negatives to both i think there's power in both i think most of us are both so I don't know if this will answer the question, but I do want to talk about this before I end it off. In terms of success, success is 
what an individual does, what an individual can achieve, what an individual got done in their life, their career, right? Success is what, that's what it's measured on. What did you do? Your achievements, your accomplishments, your, the goals that you reached, the heights that you've reached. That's great. We should all try to be successful, but not enough of us are trying to be great and display greatness. I think greatness is using your success in order to help other people be successful. I think that's greatness. Passing that knowledge on, passing that inspiration on, passing that game on. That's greatness. Leaving an impact on people, helping people out, helping them get to the next level, helping them get to where you're at. Filling up their pitcher whenever their pitcher is empty, your pitcher is full, they're starving or they're thirsty. And you have the option to fill up their help, fill up their picture to where it's pitcher to where it's half and half. Or you have the option to just walk away and with your pitcher full and their pitcher empty. What you want to do? I think that's where greatness comes from, man. Greatness is how can I help other people with the goal? I mean, with the accomplishments I've achieved. With the status I've achieved. With the accomplishments I've had. How can I use that to impact other people? To help other people? To uplift other people? We don't have enough of that, man. Everyone's so stingy with it. But last question. Managing time effectively can be challenging, especially when you're juggling multiple responsibilities, such as recording a podcast, creating content, prioritizing fitness, attending to family matters, and managing work responsibilities. In light of this, how do you manage your time to ensure that you can attend all these tasks without feeling overwhelmed or fatigued? Great question, man. Um, damn, you sound like me. Podcasts, creating content. Yeah, not, I mean, fitness, family, work. You sound like me, bro. I do a lot of different things myself. <laughs> Such as recording a podcast, such as creating content from that podcast, such as trying to create videos for my other page, my sports page, my career, such as um, prioritizing my fitness as well, such as prioritizing my schoolwork, such as prioritizing the internships from the school, uh, such as um, networking for my career, such as work obligations, such as family obligations, such as relationships. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Not tired. Tired. T-I-E-D. Tired. I'm tired. But I'm here. And I have a lot of stuff going on too, man. And the first thing I will say is take everything one day at a time. You have to be, and I'm not the most organized person, but you have to try to create some type of organization within your life. And that starts with taking it everything one day at a time, man. This life shit is hard. This life shit throws curveballs from left field, man. It's hard. You Shit you don't expect happens. Shit you do expect happens don't happen. You have to take everything day by day. Be diligent with it. Be intentional with it. But be patient with it. A combination of all those things. Now, obviously you have to prioritize what the priority is what's your main goal what's your main uh 
thing in life right now in this season. What's your main goal right now might not be your main goal in 6, 8, 12 months, but it's your main goal right, right now. So you have to prioritize whatever the things that you're doing as to what's your goals right now. For example, for me, fitness, I had to push that off to the side for these first four or five months of this of this year, man, up until now. Um, just the other week, just last week, I worked out five days a week for the first time in since February. And I've been telling people like, damn, I haven't really had time to work out like that. But I was kind of OK with it. I was OK with putting fitness on the back burner for a season because I had so many obligations. I had two internships I had to work. I had a job I had to work. I had and mind you, I'm not getting paid for these internships. I had two internships. I had a job. I have five classes that I'm taking this semester, the most I've ever taken. I have a podcast I'm trying to get going. I have I have shit I'm trying to do, man, but I had to put fitness on the back burner for a season and sacrifice that because I have this to go on right now. I have this that's not going to be there forever. Come May, I'll tell myself in January or February, come May, I'll be fine. Come May, all the internships will be gone. I'll be out of school and I'll have more time to work out. You feel me? I have more time to make my videos that I want to make. I haven't even had time to make my sports videos because I've been so busy with these internships and work and school that I had to put that on the back burner too. And I was okay with it. How I matured from that was, I don't know how I matured, but back then I would be so down on myself because I couldn't work out five, four, five, six days a week. I got down on myself, but once I realized there was a bigger picture in place, once I realized this is just for a season, this is not forever, this is just for right now, I was fine with it. And I was working out. Man, I keep track of my work, the days I work out, man. And there were days where, or weeks where I, I worked out twice a week, bro. And I was like, shit, okay, let's do it. It sucked, but I did it. I don't know if y'all can see it, but um, I've only worked out 47% of this year. So that's less than half the days this year so far. Um, February, I, I, I didn't work out much at all in February. We had the ice storm, and then I, you know, I took that whole week off, and then internships were popping up and this the semester popped back up and there were days where I was working out there was weeks when I was working out like twice a week and that and when I had action and then when I had free time to work out I I couldn't bro I was fucking gassed bro you can't overwhelm yourself too because doing a lot you would think is productive but it gets to the point where you're doing too much and to where you're going to burn yourself out. And once you burn yourself out, you're going to lose your progress because you're doing too much. You feel me? It's like an NBA player. It's like, rest in peace, Kobe, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. I got the shirt on right now if y'all if y'all not watching this. It's like Kobe in 2013. He was like, what, 35, 36 at the time? He was He was getting old. He was on his last legs, man. And he was trying to carry the Lakers to the playoffs. They were out of the playoff hunt, but he was trying to carry them to the playoffs. And he was playing 40, 42, 44 minutes a night. And if y'all don't watch basketball, that's a lot of minutes. There's 48 minutes in an NBA game. 
He's playing 42, 44 minutes a game to try to will his team to the playoffs. Unfortunately, it was too much. There was a game where he, he tore his Achilles and he was out for the rest of the season. He got hurt. His body was overloaded, was overworked. His legs were gassed. Obviously, Kobe, a guy, he's not going to admit that, but he was gassed. He was tired. He, he had no more legs in him, man. He tore his Achilles. And after that, he was never the same player again. Rest in peace, Kobe, by the way. But you can't do too much. You can't do too much, man. You feel me? He could have he could have just said, hey, I mean, obviously, that just goes to show the greatness of Kobe Bryant. But he could have been like, hey, even if we do make the playoffs, we're not going to make a run at all. So I'm going to just play my I'm going to play 38 minutes. I'm going to try to obviously still get to the playoffs, but I'm going to just play 38 minutes instead of like 42. I'm going to play 38 minutes a game because I only have a couple years left in my career and I want to make sure these years are still very good. Obviously, for those of you know, for those of y'all who watch basketball, Kobe after that Achilles tear just wasn't the same player for the last three years of his career. He just wasn't. So you have to have that long game mentality. Think ahead in the long term. All right. That's gonna wrap up this episode, man. This was a good ass episode. Damn, I liked it. But if y'all like it, go ahead and like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and show me some love and support. Let's get the self-improvement training going, man. It's the movement of 2023. Hop on it before it's too late. And then if you're watching this on Spotify, make sure to like it, rate it for me, and share it to a friend, family member, post it to your story. Um, Show me some love, man. But but that being said, that's going to wrap this thing up. Y'all know how I always end this thing off. Be different. Be a one-of-one. I'm out. Peace.